Hello, I'm Mallory Rubin. And I'm Van Lathan. Check out the Ringerverse podcast from The Ringer for all things superhero movies, nerd culture, and fandom entertainment. We have instant reviews and fun takes on all the latest news and more available now on Spotify. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. The NBA playoffs are here, and we all know playoff mode is a thing. Listen to the evidence. Playoff crowds are going wild. Playoff players are lighting up the court. Even your speakers are in playoff mode. Okay, we'll take it down a notch, but just a notch, because this is the Turn It Up to 11 NBA Playoffs. Playoff mode is clearly a thing. The NBA Playoffs presented by Google Pixel continue on ABC, ESPN, TNT, and NBA TV. Welcome to the Ringer Fantasy Football Show. My name is Danny Heifetz. I am joined by Danny Kelly and Craig Horlbeck. It is week nine, which are we halfway through? I don't know how to do this anymore because there's 17 games in 18 weeks. I don't really know when the halfway point is. It used to be a little easier, but it's week nine. We're doing prop bets. We're doing Shark Tank style. Do we want to talk about Aaron Rodgers? Like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> New news. Aaron Rodgers is not playing this weekend, and apparently he lied about being vaccinated or just kind of was trying to be sneaky. He's not vaccinated, but he is immunized. Well, did he lie or does he believe that his, what is it, the alternative homeopathic treatment? Perhaps, I mean, if he believes it, it it's not a take if you believe it, right? It's like, <laughs> right. It's very true. I mean, he used a very, very specific uh, selection of words there. Here's the deal, though. He's not playing. Is the bottom line. <laughs> that's the, um, that is the that's the underrated part of it. It got so thrown around that, like, uh, you know, did he say he was vaccinated? Is he lies? He's been doing the press conference without the mask. Called the other unvaccinated players were doing him with masks. That I'm kind of interested in. Like, did he throw a Halloween or did he attend a Halloween party the week before this Chiefs game? There, there are a and lot is that of where he got like it from. That. So apparently the teams are in charge of enforcing all the COVID protocols. So it's like opening this whole can of worms where um, apparently like a, a bunch of guys who are unvaccinated, so like some of the main characters in the whole unvaccinated thing, like Kirk <laughs> Cousins. Um, we I almost did a main a characters others. of the 2021 season about unvaccinated players, but we decided <laughs> yeah. not to. Cole Beasley, yeah. Um, they've been doing... Uh, their press conferences indoors without a mask, which apparently I, I think is against uh, the rules, against the protocols. And so um, now the NFL is like, hey, what the fuck? All these teams are not enforcing the rules because they don't want to like bring them extra heat on their quarterbacks or whatever. Uh, so anyways, it's this whole can of worms. I think the funny part to me, not, look, it's not funny. I hope Aaron Rodgers is okay. But the part that tickles me a little bit is that Aaron Rodgers leans so unbelievably far into telling us exactly what he was doing this weekend. Like with the John Wick right. costume and like the Halloween party. It's like, we all knew what he was doing this weekend before any of this happened. Maybe, you know, if he really wanted to be John Wick, he would just stay at home alone with his dog. Maybe he yeah. did that, you know. There you go. And he can just keep all his gold coins underneath his floor, which... Hammer into cement all night as his workout. 
All right. It doesn't feel um, that far-fetched. Um, no, it doesn't. All right, shall all right. we move on? So what is that? Uh, first off, before we move on, I don't think it means anything for Devontae Adams, or at least it, you're still starting what? Devontae Adams. Yeah, you're still going to play. I, mean, I think you can play something. worse, but you're playing him. Sure, yeah. that's not. I, I misspoke. It doesn't It doesn't mean nothing. However, you're still starting him is kind of what I meant It's to say. one of the worst spots to be in in fantasy football is when you have a stud player and their top-level quarterback is out, like your Hall of Fame quarterback is out, because you have to play him. Like, you're going to play Devontae right. Adams, you're going to play Stephon Diggs, you're going to play whoever, DeAndre Hopkins. But there's, a there's like, a realistic possibility that DeAndre Hopkins, I mean, that Devontae Adams has, like, three catches for 37 yards, and you're like, well, that sucked, but I had to do it. Yeah, I don't think it changed anything, because it's Devontae's going to play, Aaron Jones is a play for you, and really, A.J. Dillon was kind of a good flex either way this week, because the Chiefs' right. run is so bad. Right. So yeah. it's like, yeah, it's exactly the same. Fantasy's weird. Yep. Should we get to the prop bets? Well, you know what? I'm just going to stick here for a moment. I'm going to oh. completely go out of order. Okay. While we're on this topic, though. My long shot for the week. I kind of oh. think the Packers win this game anyway. Money so, line Packers, is, it's like two, depending where you look. It's like 250 to one. So basically yeah. two and a half to one. To, so you put a dollar down, you win 250. I kind of think the Packers win this game. They're like a I touchdown like underdog. Yeah, I like I it. Seven and a half point team. favorite. Or the Chiefs. I'm in charge of the moonshot this week, Heifetz, and I'm just going to say that's part of my moonshot. But wow. I'm not going to do it till the very end here. Um, well, we're so just talking good, about it now. Good so teaser. Let's just talk about good it teaser. now. Yeah, go ahead and do it. Let's just go backwards this episode. So I, I it's, it's, we'll just, do it in, just we'll do it in memento. No, I'm talking about Aaron Rodgers. Ignoring the rules, ignoring the doc. This is like, I'm just saying, I feel like you're the, the Aaron Rodgers of the show, just blatantly <laughs> flaunting the rules. Is that the word? <laughs> No, that's not the word. No. Flouting? Uh, I don't know. Who cares? The point is that I think the Packers are a better team. I think that they're a pretty good running team. I think the Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon combo, I actually do think the Packers will be able to kind of run the ball on the Chiefs. The Packers like are, play like a complete team. This is one of those games where Matt LaFleur might get his shine and we might be like, oh yeah, he has like one of the best records for any coach to begin his career literally ever on like 75 years. And the, the offense, the defense, the special teams all play as like one team. They're not like three different units. Like they're one team. I know it's a cliche, but also the Chiefs are playing awful right now. The Chiefs barely yeah. beat the Giants in a game. The Giants were playing horribly. And I just kind of think also take-wise, you know, this is the take dream, right? If Jordan Love and beats the Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs on Sunday Night Football, or it's not Sunday Night Football, it's like afternoon football, but like if Jordan Love and the Packers beat the Chiefs, because when Aaron Rodgers is out with COVID because he's not vaccinated, that's every offseason storyline in one neat little bow. It's yeah, like, then I bet Aaron will be upset that he injected himself with olive oil or whatever it was. It's like the bow, <laughs> but it's like the bow flex. It's like that's every offseason story in one place. I got to, so the Aaron Rodgers thing came out on Wednesday, correct? Wednesday morning is when everybody found out. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Was that, for, it feels like three weeks ago. Right, yeah. right. It does. That was yesterday. So does that mean Monday and Tuesday the Packers were under the assumption that Rodgers would be the starting quarterback. So that's two less days that Jordan Love got to take first-team reps, right? That kind of sucks. Not really, because they put... Basically, teams do the install days on Wednesdays. So they probably found out... I mean, they probably found out at 6 in the morning on Wednesday. Yeah. So you think Love's got enough time to, like, really kind of prepare as the as the number one QB? Yeah. Well, okay. I liked what Kevin Clark said as a joke, but he's right, which is they have five days to tell him where Daniel Sorensen is, which is true. <laughs> Chiefs, chief safety who just keeps getting picked on on national television. Um, okay, so Heifetz, my moonshot is somewhat related to this. I did here. So the idea behind our moonshots every week is ten dollar bet. Win a computer, new, new computer. I'm going for a tricked out fucking MacBook Ooh. on this one with all a the tricked out with MacBook. all the bells, bells and whistles here. It's a five leg parlay. 
Um, and it's all money lines. Uh, and, and a lot of these are just like, I feel like teams that they're definitely not favored, but they could certainly win the Texans. So first off, the Packers beat the Chiefs is one of them. That's one. The Texans Tyrod. beat the Dolphins. Tyrod Taylor is back. The Dolphins have been hot, flaming garbage. Wow. Uh, and I kind of like that one. The Broncos beat the Cowboys. This one is probably not going to happen, clearly. But the Broncos are one of those teams that can like slow the game down and turn it into like something where the last few possessions can determine the game type of deal. They still have a lot of skill. As good the old skill players would say, this is a Von Miller Ewing theory game. <laughs> there we go. Maybe they're going to like rally because they lost Von Miller. They're pissed off. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. And also, by the way, Dak is <laughs> yeah, still going to happen. Dak is still a little bit Gimpy. questionable. Yeah. You know, I don't know if he's going to be 100%. <laughs> Vikings beat the Ravens, which I can just flat out see sure. happening. It doesn't seem that wild to me. The Vikings have a really good offense when it's clicking. And so who knows? Um, so that's four. And then finally, this one is the one I feel by far the least confident about, but it's it's in the realm of possibility. The Titans beat the Rams. DK, this is the Patrick Ewing parlay, essentially. You're, you, what you, are the odds? Yeah, Derrick Henry and... <laughs> yeah, this is the... Patrick this is Aaron Rodgers is out. Derrick Henry's out. Uh, Von Miller's out. There you Wait, go. Wait, what, what are the odds in... Okay, first of all, what are the odds in this bet, DK? So it is 6,800 to one. Oh. So in other words, a $10, $10 bet wins you $6,824. <laughs> you know That's what, hilarious. though, DK? What I'll give you here is that you're right in the sense that the only really shitty team you chose to win is the Texans, but they're playing another shitty team in the Dolphins. Every other team yeah. here, Minnesota, is like a top 10 offensive team this year. Tennessee, a team that's kind of rounding into form. Obviously, they lost Derrick Henry. They just beat the Chiefs. Yeah. I mean, the, I, we know now the Chiefs aren't that good, but they like fucking dominated the Chiefs. I get that they're without Henry, right? And yeah. while Denver's not a great team either, they're not the you know they're not a bottom five team in the league. So I I, I kind of see yeah. where you're coming from here. I want to see what the odds are in just the Ewing theory parlay. The Ewing theory is for people who didn't read old Bill columns is basically that he, <laughs> Bill was Bill's friend was convinced that the that Georgetown was better without Patrick Ewing or just the Knicks. I don't even remember. I think which. it was I the Knicks, alive. but I don't know. Okay, so the give me, point remind being, me what like the, certain teams are better without their star players. I felt this way about the Rockets at one point with James Harden. So you're talking about the Broncos, the... So it's the Packers, the Titans, and the Broncos. And I think that just those odds, if all three of those teams win, just Packers, Titans... So the Packers without Rodgers, the Titans without so the Packers, Broncos, Titans, Vumler, and Broncos is... That's 60. still 3000 to one. That's still $10 pay you three. That's paid 300 Yeah. It's kind of funny. 333. Bill's lucky number is 33, so that's kind of funny. It pays 333. Anyways. I've got, yeah, I've got it at 68 to 1. Oh, 68 to 1. So you get $699 for a $10 bet. Cheap computer? 69, 69 to 1. Lenovo ThinkBook? 69 to 1. That's a nice bet. Right, guys? Okay. Let's see here. So that's my money line. That's my moonshot parlay. And I honestly, like, this is obviously not going to happen, but you could put, make a pretty good, like argument that each of these other uh, each of these teams could win this weekend um i wanted to do one with the jaguars beating the bills because it's like i don't know it's a ridiculous line right now it's like 14 and a half line or something um but i just don't see that happening <laughs> the jacks are just too good so or the, the bills so wait, are just DK, too what good kind of bet is this? it's a five leg parlay it's a okay i was bet. gonna say you say parlay like jack sparrow or like the pirates of the caribbean parlay, parlay. You pronounce you the say? way. I should say parlay. Oh, I say it like t I, I like elongate the syllables too you much. Say like you emphasize the parlay. Way. Yeah, <laughs> parlay. 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 Oh, anyway, a parley. If we're gonna stick here in the long shot category, I might as well go. 
Oh, we just okay. Yeah, we're just going. Back. I mean, we did you two. Might as well, right? Freaking Heifetz, just messing it up. But we're that's we're fine, starting yeah. with the big the big money bets. Um, so I actually am also sticking in the spirit of of both of you picking underdogs to win. I just like the Falcons <laughs> to beat the Saints straight up. Oh, I almost added this in. Shit, should we just add this into the fucking moonshot? I have mixed feelings about this. So I know Calvin Ridley is likely not to play. Or, you know, we we actually, we have no idea, but it seems as though he's not playing. We haven't heard anything. But so it's like, we have we have Trevor Simeon, Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill's practicing again. They ha- they've been pretty cagey about who's starting. We don't really know. Um, and the Falcons had a bad game last week. They had a letdown game. But like all of their underlying, like they just had a, like a couple bad, important plays that caused them to lose the game. Like all their EPA success rate, all that bullshit. All that was still good. And the Falcons have been trending upwards. This is a letdown game scenario for the Saints. They just geared up for the Bucks, beat them. Had a huge, resounding victory with, with with Trevor Simeon. I think Matt Ryan's the best quarterback on the field. This is a divisional game. This shit happens all the time in the NFC South. Um, six and a half point dogs are the Falcons, and they're plus 240 to just win the game outright. Um, I don't know. I, I like it. So here's, here's my one thing. I think on the surface, I hate this because Sean Payton is, to me, such a better coach than Arthur Smith. And like, I just hate betting against Sean Payton because I think he's proven that he can really get the Saints ready to play and win games you don't think they can win. But here's the here's why I also thought about this bet, Greg, is that if Taysom Hill starts, Taysom Hill only started like four games last year, quarterback. Two of those four were against the Falcons. Now, I don't know how much that's worth because the Falcons had a different coaching staff. But still, I'm kind of just interested in that Taysom Hill, this is basically going to be his fifth start as a quarterback. And this will be his third time against Atlanta. (laughs) And like, I'm kind of interested in like, if the Falcons remaining defensive players, or even Matt Ryan, I don't know, like they have some kind of thoughts on like what he can and cannot do. That's very rare. I can't think of another situation where three of a quarterback's first five starts are against the same team. Yeah, Maybe they figured him out, or maybe he figured them out. Well, I, I just don't know how much it's worth because of the coaching staff, so I didn't know what to do. Yeah. But I also thought about this for that reason, Craig, for the Falcons being the same. It's honestly more of a, I mean, I feel like a lot of these long shots are more gut calls. Like, well, I just looked at the line, and when I see Falcons Saints, and it's Taysom Hill versus Matt Ryan, I'm just like, why is this six and a half points? I know that the Saints have a really good defense, <laughs> and that they've like, Sean Payton has been scheming up a lot of good stuff for the Saints this year. But Can I also right. go on a quick tangent for a second? Sure. So obviously it seems like Odell Beckham is going to get released from the Browns because they were just putting him in timeout like indefinitely. Mm -hmm. And it just seems like they're going to have to cut him. And everyone's kind of thrown out there that he wants to go to the Saints. I get he's from like Louisiana. If he wants to catch passes, why would you go to the Saints? That's how on earth are they like (laughs) Baker Mayfield can't hit Odell. So they're going to have Taysom Hill (laughs) throw to Odell Beckham. Like, how is that going to make Odell Beckham senior happy? Yeah, that makes no sense. Whatsoever. I don't understand anything anymore. Anyway, that that has nothing to do with this game. I like this as a parlay. I kind of like the 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 Falcons Packers as a parlay. You could also call Falcons uh, Patrick Ewing without Calvin Ridley. Yeah. Well, I don't think I buy that, but yeah, you could. <laughs> yeah, okay. I probably don't either. Yeah, I, I, I don't but, buy it either. Um, but it's interesting. I, this is just a game where I, it's it's going to be seventeen to fourteen Falcons in the fourth quarter, and you're like, what the hell? Falcons <laughs> are hanging in there. I just know it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. So those are the long shots, moon shots. We went completely out of order. It's memento style. You want to go Shark Tank? Yeah. Let's All right. I'm going to just continue to hijack this. And I'm because we already talked about Chiefs Packers. I'm just going to throw the ball to myself right now. <laughs> God damn it. All and right. I'm just going to button this whole conversation back to the beginning. 
Okay. Which is my first Sharks. Yes. Every single week since week one, Patrick Mahomes has thrown an interception in a game. And yet somehow, some way, Patrick Mahomes to throw one or more interceptions against the Packers is more than even money. It's like plus 115. For him to throw one or more? To throw any, to throw any amount of interceptions. Patrick Mahomes is plus money. Yeah. This, I, so I think this one's very fascinating because how many of these have just been total, like, insane, terrible luck? And how much do we think that bad luck is going to continue? Um, he, he, this is kind of like, this is one of the things that people were worried about when he was coming out of college is like, he make, he, he tries to do too much at times, you know, he gets out of the pocket and he'll throw it sidearm into traffic or whatever. And like, he's never, ever had an issue with that prior to the season because he's just has such elite arm talent. But for whatever reason this year, and I'm not saying none of the, the interceptions were, um, just bad luck because he certainly has made some bad throws in this, in the season. Um, but there's been an incredible amount of ones that were just like, it bounced off a guy's face and like into the other team's hands or whatever, you know, like this was what happened last week is he threw a pass. It hit off of someone's face mask and was deflected up into the air and, and intercepted in the end zone. And so like, what are the odds of that continue? Well, that one was picked, but he also had a couple balls go through giants defenders hands that went right to them. Yeah. And so, yeah those were dropped and look i understand what i'm coming like Mahomes will throw a pick basically what i'm saying here is it's roulette and hey it's landed on red eight times in a row you guys it's got to land on red nine right like that's <laughs> it's the ninth time i get that that's basically what i'm doing here however man red has thrown a lot of picks guys <laughs> like it's like basically like the circumstances that lead to these picks i'm not convinced will immediately change is basically my point like the chiefs clearly are just going with who they are I if they couldn't change against the Giants, I'm not really convinced they're going to change very quickly. It's like a philosophical change. I just think they're just going to keep taking shots. I I I, I just think I, like again, you're getting positive. You get you're getting pulp here. You don't even have to give pulp. Hyphens. This reminds me um, of something that PFF was talking about a bunch last year. Is that Mahomes got really lucky in the inter, in the interception department last year too? Mm. And in fact, so I'm just looking at the stats. Um, in 2020, Mahomes threw six picks total. However, he threw 22 turnover-worthy passes, which is basically a pass that either went through a defender's hands or could have been picked easily or whatever. I don't know exactly how they graded, but that was third most. Sorry, tied for fourth most in the NFL. Um, so there is something to like, he's just sort of regressing to the mean. He's getting less lucky in terms yeah, the, of... The Chiefs have always been this team. Yeah, they've been the same team for a while. It's just, and also, I, the one thing I hate is like everyone's like criticizing Patrick Mahomes' mechanics. Now that the, like he's throwing <laughs> some picks, I'm like, no yeah. one had any problems with Isn't the mechanics. Changed. The last, th- I don't remember any criticism of the mechanics on the 70 yard cross body throws across the field. One hundred thousand percent. Like I. I <laughs> So I, you guys are you, are you guys out on Mahomes? Are you just he's washed? no? I'm defending him. Like every <laughs> let him be him. I thought yeah. it was very telling. The Monday Night Football broadcast before the Giants game, Alex Smith joined ESPN and as a broadcaster, and basically everyone's like, "He's got to change. He's got to can't do too much." And Alex Smith is sitting here like, "What are you guys talking about? <laughs> Did you?" Like, I get he's going to defend him no matter what, but still, he's like, right. "What are you guys talking about?" Patrick Mahomes has just gone on one of the best runs in NFL history by the eye test and by the numbers and by making two Super Bowls back to back, winning one. 
And you want him to change how he's playing because he had a bad two months? What are you talking about? He's got to take shots. And like, don't forget, Alex Smith basically made his entire career by not turning the ball over. And he's the one being like, screw it, whatever. Okay, you turn the ball over. That's the price of doing business if you're Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, like if Steph Curry goes cold for a month, no one's going to tell him to stop shooting threes. Exactly. It's like this, he has, <laughs> he is literally one of the most special and incredible players we've ever seen. And yes, he's thrown some picks that were his fault and dumb. No one had a problem with the no-look passes before. Also, like their defense is horrible. They can't run the ball. The offensive line isn't playing great. Like there's a lot of other factors yeah. that are kind it's, of... It's, it, uh, yes, there are some dumb plays he's made. But there were also, as DK said, just so many times, like his receivers have dropped the ball. Overall, though, I just think he's going to throw a pick, man. I just think he'll do it. <laughs> okay, so I just want to make it clear that I'm not piling on to the Mahomes hating that we've seen some happen in the media. However, because of the style of their offense, because of Mahomes' style as a passer, and because of the turnover-worthy play numbers, and just generally speaking... Um, the state of this offense for all those reasons I'm in on this Hell however yeah. I'm still I'm still 100% confident in Mahomes going forward wow we're really excited for this opportunity DK we're really excited to have you on as an investor um, <laughs> you know we're really excited to get you in a, a board of chairman board mm -hmm. I don't know mm -hmm. what are they called board of directors meetings but um, Craig we'd love to bring you on as well you know with all of the slander about Patrick Mahomes these past few weeks, everybody was on board with this Monday night game. We thought they were going to trounce New York. And it feels like now that that didn't happen and they they squeaked out a victory, we're off them now. We were all in on them having this great comeback uh, this week. I'm, I'm going to say it's going to happen this week now. And I, I'm going to lay off. I'm going to root for Patrick Mahomes to not throw an interception. I don't think he will. <laughs> I think he's going to have a great game and they're going to beat up on Jordan Love. So I, I, I'm out. Dude. TK, get a load of this guy. It's been red eight <laughs> times in a row, and he wants to bet on black. Right. It's like you don't even know anything about roulette, Craig. <laughs> I'm fine with it. Let's just let's just do this. Um, All right. Who wants to go next? I'll go next. I feel like we talked a lot about this Packers uh, Chiefs game, so I'm going to switch gears. Sharks. I'm looking for a ten dollar bet on Jalen Hurts going under 239 pass yards this week. Um, against the Chargers. Okay, so the Chargers right now, sort of the book on the Chargers defense is very good pass defense, very bad run defense. They're fourth in pass defense DVOA, and they've given up the fourth fewest passing yards to opposing quarterbacks this year. I'm going to run through the last few weeks in terms of the numbers of yards, the quarterbacks that they've given, uh, the number of yards passing they've given up to the quarterbacks over the last few weeks. Last week, Mac Jones, they gave up 217 passing yards. The week before that, Lamar Jackson, 167. The week before that, Baker Mayfield, 305. So that was over this number that we're talking about. The week before that, Derek Carr, 196 yards. Derek Carr, one of the most prolific passers this year. The week before that, Mahomes squeaked it out, 260 yards. Week two, Dak Prescott, 237 yards. And then week one, Heineke, 122 yards. They've been very stingy against the pass. Um, by the way, Jalen Hurts hasn't been super prolific as a passer this year. He's gone under this number six out of eight games this season, um, including a lot of those instances were when the Eagles just straight up didn't run the ball. Like, they were pass-heavy at an insane level. Remember, we were so frustrated about Miles Sanders early in the season. Um, they've started running the ball a whole bunch more over the last few weeks, and I think that what they're going to do is probably 
try and take what the defense is giving them. In this case, the Chargers are going to be begging them to run the ball. So I can see them accepting that challenge and, and doing it. Um, even if it's a close game, you know, obviously last week they had a leading script almost the entire game. But I do think this will probably be a somewhat back and forth, closest, close-ish game. Chargers are favored by one and a half on the road. Um, their offense hasn't exactly been clicking. So I just think more or less like they're going to be run heavy in this game. I don't think Hertz Hertz hasn't been particularly pass uh, prolific this season. And a lot of times when he drops back, he starts to run anyway. So that's helpful in this area. Um, and yeah, I think just all, all those things combined, especially with the Chargers just wanting opposing teams to run it. I think this is going to be a low volume passing game for the Eagles. What do you think? I like the Chargers to just win this game in general. And like you said about, you know, the rap on the Chargers is you got to run against them. And that's definitely true. They're dead last in the league in rush DVOA. And this is how teams <laughs> yeah. have beaten them. And the Chargers also have been specifically good against mobile quarterbacks. Against Lamar mm. and Dak Prescott this year. I think Lamar was the quarterback 21 on the week. And Dak was the quarterback 29. So they're really good at bottling up these mobile quarterbacks and bottling up uh, deep plays. So... I think the Eagles are going to do just what they did last week and try and run 45 times and keep this game close and keep Justin Herbert off the field. So for all those reasons, Daniel Kelly, I'm in. Ooh, hell yeah. Thank you, Craig. Heifetz, I don't like the look on your face right now. What are you thinking? I mean, the Chargers D is just good against... <laughs> like like the exact kind of receivers. I mean, I, I I don't think this is a good matchup for Devontae Smith. Jalen Rager is playing, but was carted off last week. I mean, yeah, I, he's slow. He's hurt by a uh, was it an ankle injury? I believe. I'm not a Quez Watkins believer. I mean, I I I think this is a really tough matchup for Hurts to throw much. I am I am in. All right, bang, group chat, baby. I'm talking about. Well, I, I like Quez Watkins. I feel bad. I said he wasn't a believer. That's all right. But I'm not a believer in him this week. Sorry, Quez. That's fair. That's fair. Okay, Sharks. I'm going to keep this short Yo. and sweet. We're going back to Kansas City, Green Bay. <laughs> we have to go back. <laughs> we have to. I'm like, what's his name from Lost? Uh, I'm going to keep this short and sweet that we talked about this game a lot. Aaron Jones. I'm looking for a $5 investment on Aaron Jones to catch more than three and a half passes, which means four or more. He has done. Is that what's over three and a half? It is. Four? He can't catch 3.8. I checked. Oh, okay. He's had four catches or more in each of the last four games. Listen, Jordan Love is playing quarterback. I love to bet on running back catches getting inflated when quarterbacks come in. Mm, the Chiefs have like given that. up the NFL's fifth most receiving yards to running backs, the seventh most catches to running backs. And Aaron Jones ranks third in running back catches this year. Uh, they are not using A.J. Dillon like they were Jamal Williams in the passing game. So it is all going to Aaron Jones. Mm -hmm. uh, Checkdowns are easy plays. They're confidence building. They're safe. Mike White style offense. Uh, I like Aaron Jones getting over three and a half catches this week. Craig, I think I think I almost put this exact one. Uh, for that reason alone, I'm in. Wow. On this bet. Um, I also have an Aaron Jones bet. Heifetz, I'm going to let you do your answer first, but my God, we're talking about this game a lot. No, just give your other Aaron Jones bet, and I'll, I'll, I'll and then you will uh, yeah. decide on on both of them. All right. However, Craig, I just want to say, great one, love this one. I like this one a lot. All right, I feel like that's a, that's a, like a you're you're complimenting yourself. I'm cluttering <laughs> him up a little bit here. No, I want I want him on on my bet too. All right, had some success last week with the uh, longest run prop, so I'm going back to the well on this one. It's probably ill advised. 
but I like it anyway. Aaron Jones. Sharks, can you go in with me? $5 bet on Aaron Jones going over 14 and a half yards for his longest run against the Chiefs. Look, we've been over it. The Chiefs, they have terrible run defense. Uh, they are 29th in run defense DVOA this year. They have the fifth worst rate of, uh, so, sorry, they get up the fifth most explosive runs, 26. Uh, it is, according to PFF, Jones has a 10.0 on the run defense strength of schedule, which is the best you can possibly get, according to PFF. Um, and Jones has nine runs of 15 plus yards this season with one in at least five of eight games. I just like, he's an explosive guy. I think they're going to lean on him a little bit more in this game because of Jordan Love. I do think that they're going to utilize him in the passing game too, but I think we'll see his utilization in both the ground and the air tick up a little bit because he's one of their best players. They want to get the ball to their best players. So, um, yeah, I think all, all those reasons together. Plus, I just think in this game in particular, they might lean on uh, him a little bit more than A.J. Dillon just because they need that explosive element against this Chiefs defense if they want to keep up with um, you know, Patrick Mahomes and what the offense can do for the Chiefs. And so all those reasons, I think he has at least one explosive run in this game, 15-plus yards. What do you guys think? Let me ask you guys, do you think that the Chiefs could employ the same strategy, strategy they used against Tennessee where they essentially agree to bottle up Derrick Henry, in this case, A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones, and force Jordan Love to beat them with his arm. Is that possible? That's my exact concern for this bet, is that it's a, it's, a, it's basically, that, that that is my exact concern. That they're just going to load the box. Well, they're basically their, just going to go in the first quarter and see, like, let's see how good Jordan Love is. And if he burns us early, sure. Okay, we'll respect him, but we're not going to respect Jordan Love until he beats us. And then, like, if they yeah. have to adjust, they adjust. And I still think Jordan Love could be good, but I'm concerned that he, if he sucks, this won't happen. I also still like the idea of getting like some type of money on Aaron Jones, maybe carries something like that. The 14 mm. and a half thing. I mean, Aaron Jones is prone to making big plays. Like he actually, I mean, once a game, he usually seems like he has a 40 yard run. So I like it. And DK, you hit on the Eli Mitchell one last week and now you're all hot on these longest rush plays. I, t- I said that. Come on. <laughs> I admitted it. Um, the funny thing about you guys talking about the stack box, which is a val is a very valid point, but part of me, part of my brain is also like, if they're crowding the, the line of scrimmage, if you get one guy out of position, he can bust that run into the second level. It's almost like a plus. It's not. Yeah. I'm, I'm probably <laughs> rationalizing, but you, you're incepting us to think that it's that's like a on good those thing. fourth and ones, those fourth and ones where exactly. it's like everyone. I that's actually exactly. see what you're saying. where like in a weird way, the eight man <laughs> box helps you break a longer, like, I, right. I actually see what you're saying. For this specific bet, that can help you. If you break through that first layer, it's much easier to get a long game. But if you break... That's a funny one. If it's a normal defensive front and you break through that first layer, then there's a safety <laughs> waiting for you. Can I counter you guys? Yeah. You not, So you got over 63 for Jones? No, no. You're saying over a run. And Craig, you're saying over three and a half catches. Yeah. The one I'm surprised no one put here is A.J. Dillon over 35 rushing yards. I'm surprised no one put that. To be quite honest, I didn't find it. I, I didn't see it. That's a, Yeah, that's a good AJ one, Dillon's too. AJ Dillon's over 35. AJ Dillon, I mean, so the Bears game, he had 11 carries for 59 yards. Last week against the Cardinals, he had 16 for 78 yards. And the Chiefs have a terrible run day. And Dillon is getting more work. And I think they're going to have to sub Aaron Jones and him like out like more frequently. I think Dillon will have to get more of a workload on this if the Packers want to run more. And I don't know. I kind of... I, 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 if so I had this, to rank your bets, I actually like the A.J. Dillon over 35 yards the most. 
Wait, but then, this is this isn't this backwards though? Isn't this going against your argument against mine that they're going to crowd the box and try and shut down the run? Yeah, but thirty-five yards is. I I, <laughs> I guess my point is I think the workload in rushing between I Aaron see. Jones and AJ Dillon is even enough that if Aaron Jones is over under sixty-five and AJ Dillon's thirty-five with the thirty-five, but to your bets, my only concern with well, I, I'm in on yours, DK. I like that. Okay, even though it's ill-advised and I shouldn't. I mean, I like sure, it. I'm admitting that. I'm going back to the well because I got. Got a dopamine hit off of last week. My problem is we're going to see a 17-yard play from Aaron Jones. This is going to be a catch. That's my real issue here. Yeah. The My issue with Craig's is that, generally speaking, I love this kind of bet. The over on receptions when you go down to a backup quarterback is just a winner. My issue is that Aaron Rodgers was already force-feeding Aaron Jones the ball. Okay. And so I'm wondering, is, that gonna, is there actually an increase coming? Or is it actually going to go down? Why would it go down? I suppose it wouldn't. <laughs> Aaron Jones long the the prop for Aaron Jones longest reception is exactly the same, 14 and a half yards. I'm sticking with I'm sticking with I'm sticking with run cuz I think he's going to have the du- double the amount of run attempts as he will. Oh, catches. I think one thing that's interesting about the way Aaron Jones catches passes is it's not often checkdowns, they design plays for him. Yeah. You know? So that's why I'm like he's going to have like four or five targets that are designed passes to him as well as Jordan Love potentially finding no one open downfield and checking down to him. Which is more likely to happen right. than with Rodgers. All right. I'm in I'm in. I'm in all around. You're in on both? All right. Yeah. I'll, I'm in too, DK. I'm in on your 14 and a half. Wait, can we all collectively... I want to bet the AJ Dillon bet. If I would have found that, I would have bet that. <laughs> I also just... Let's add it. Tack it on. I also just really kind of think the Packers win this game. Maybe I, maybe Jordan Love sucks. Maybe Jordan Love is great and they still lose. But it's I don't know. Great, I just saw it's the great wild points card. And I'm like, yeah. the State Farm Bowl. Know. So wait, uh, DK or D- Heifetz, I'm doing the. I will bet if you want to make it mine, if you want to make it yours. I want to do the AJ Dillon bet. You want to do it? Hey, you can swap out. You want to just make it yours? Yeah, but I want to make it a fourth one or like a. I don't know. I just even if we well, don't do it on the show, I'm going to bet it. Didn't we say we need to give DK an extra one because he just all his players keep getting hurt between when we give? These I had an extra play. one last week. I had an extra one last week. Okay, I'll give me an extra one. Then I'll take it. It doesn't matter. It, I'll go for raise it. the just boy. Just go for it. Heifetz is breaking all kinds of rules today. Anyway, who cares? Just go for right. it. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. All right. I think it's my turn. I want Jamar Chase under 75 receiving yards. How dare you? Like, Thou shalt not... I, come at me. Come at me. <laughs> it's just the hype is too much. It's too much. I love Jamar Chase. He's really fun. I have him in Dynasty. It's the best thing I've ever done with my life. Like, it's fantastic. The hype, people are just flying too high. <laughs> the They're best too thing you've They're ever f- done with your life. It is. They're flying too high. It's just 74 yards is a lot of yards. He had 32 yards last week. Yeah, but I the week think- before that, he had 200. Yes, he had 200 because <laughs> he's great. But like all these crazy And then the week before that, totals, he had 97. And then the week before that, he had 159. And then the week before that, he had 77. Yes. 
two things. One, he a lot of those yardage are just like he's kind of doing wild shit. Right. Like he's just bouncing through three guys or he's just breaking crazy tackles. And it's just things that are really cool. And I kind of think, you know, as a, we all know, you can't just bet on red because it's been red the last eight times. We all know that. We all know that. Patrick Mahomes interceptions. We know that. <laughs> but I think the real thing that skews me out here is that this is one of the bigger trench mismatches of the week. Mm. The Browns have like the best pass, run, pass rush win rate of the entire league, which, you know, Miles Garrett bears the eye test. And the Bengals have like a bottom quarter pass block situation. I know they're not like the worst in the league anymore. And Burrow's been a little bit, but they're not good. And I got Jonah Williams is going to have to block Miles Garrett. I'm not. Let's just say I'm not enthused about the Bengals' overall passing situation. This isn't just like they lost to the Jets and I'm overreacting. This is just like, I just don't know how much time Joe Burrow has. I am concerned about that. And then you combine that with, I'm not saying Jamar Chase is bad. I'm not bad. I'm just saying that 74 is pretty high. Jamar Chase can have 50 yards, two touchdowns, an incredible fantasy game, and we can still win this bet. Not to change the subject. Okay, but Joe Burrow pass attempts over under is 34 and a half. He's gone over one time this year, that number. No, sorry, he's gone over twice. He's gone over two times out of eight games this year. That's kind of a good one. Anyway, uh, what was yours again? <laughs> anyway, yours, I was thinking wow, of my thanks, own bet. What was yours? I just thought like, DK, he do just you like, ever me listen of, to what we say? No, I was, the reason I thought of it is everything you just said about Jamar Chase and this mismatch in the trenches. I was like, oh, this is actually kind of The past attempts one is interesting. You said the past attempts is 34. Nah, yeah, 34 I don't, and a half. he's always, recently they've ticked it up and he's been right around there. Every yeah, the game. average isn't any good for him. Because really what I want to see is Joe, here, let me look. Yeah, at they, first have, they, they have, they have increased their pass rate. Well, my problem is that he's beaten that number three. Yeah, see. He's been that number each of the like three of the last four weeks, which is more yep. representative of his season. I recognize that, but also everything you just said about that's you know what passing. yeah that's I <laughs> but I I'm not that's not this is not my bet I'm well, just no, it, saying. no but you're right though so which do you I'm curious which do you like but you like the Joe Burrow under and pass attempts more than Chase under seventy four yards because also the Browns yes. I can totally see the Browns running and um, controlling some of this game I'm not a, uh, yeah I'm not a huge fan of the Jamar Chase under. In this case, so I think I'm going to be out on, for for everything we've said about Jamar Chase over the last few weeks, how great he is, um, how he's always good for like one or two big plays a week. For all those reasons, I'm out. Um, and I do agree with you though. Like the more I think about it, like they have their their pass rate and their and their speed of offense has really ticked up over the last few weeks. So you only can look at kind of like how they've been playing lately, and the over under is a risky one in my mind. Um, so, anyways, I'm out on the Jamar Chase one, and and I'm saying never mind on the the Burrow one. I do think it is an interesting one, though. I gotta say, Heifetz, the only thing making me consider this bet is the is the Browns' defensive line and the Bengals' offensive line. The Bengals' offensive line is terrible. I, whatever the numbers say or what they say, but watching the game, like Miles <laughs> Garrett going up against that offensive line, terrifies me, and it makes me think that. They're either going to need to adjust and they can't chuck balls down the field to Jamar Chase, or they're just going to get pummeled and, and Burrow's going to get hurt, or this game's going to be a disaster for them. So, like, I kind of do like what you're saying here. So, you know what? I, I think I'm I'm going to invest my money with you today. I, I'm in. Nice. Wow, Craig, I'm I'm so glad we're bringing you on as an equity investor. I think we're going to plaster your name over <laughs> our website. We're going to put you in the about us section. I'd eventually like my own building on campus. 
you're going to have to donate a little more than that. Then $5? All right. Um, 15 minimum. Okay. So so DK was How out. much do you think you have to donate to a college to get a building named after you? Did you just see that thing about the Santa Barbara, University of Santa Barbara building? Oh, with the was this the Charlie Munger thing? Yes. I... I, I have to say I saw just enough to see the controversy and I was like I'm I I I don't really get what's going on here. He donated two hundred million dollars to to the school and he did you say it, two or did you say two hundred million? Two hundred. Oh, Charlie wow, Munger, that's a lot of millions of Charlie, dollars. Like Buffett's right hand man guy. Yeah, Berkshire Hathaway guy. Anyway, yeah, yeah. he basically donated this money and said, "There's only one stipulation: I get to design the building all on my own." <laughs> what a great retirement project. <laughs> He's 97. And it's a shitty ass building, isn't oh, it? Oh, there's like a million fire hazards. Like there's like two <laughs> exits and there's like 3,000 kids in this in the building. It's a nightmare. Oh anyway, my God. That's how you get a building named after you. Uh, okay. Sharks. Yo. I want to I stay in the spirit of offensive line and defensive line uh, disparities here. I want to talk about Chicago, Pittsburgh. And I want to talk about Justin Fields' passing yards. I would, yeah. I'm seeking... A small investment of five dollars, potentially ten. Uh, for Justin Fields, you have to design throw. a building. Is no that the stipulation. <laughs> I want to design a building. Is that that's my stipulation? Uh, you honestly could probably design a better building. Just a death longer. trap building. Yeah. Uh, I like Jamar. I mean Jamar. I like Justin Fields under 185 passing yards today. Uh, wow. He's only done that. He's only passed for more than 185 yards once this season. And this is one of the Man. worst offensive line defensive line matchups of the year in any between any teams. He hasn't gone over 185 in the last four games straight. He's in Pittsburgh on the road, Monday night football. Sunday night football, but same vibes. No, it's Monday night. Oh Which, yeah, Monday night. I'm an idiot. I'm actually doing a green room on Monday night after <laughs> that game. So there you go. <laughs> Listen, tune in. Tune in to that was just a green room. There you go. See? <laughs> gotcha. He'll be talking about the wrong game, but you should still tune Me? in. Me? <laughs> Jason Goff, Ryan Shazier will be talking about some other game, but... Uh, is that is our Goff and Shazier coming Goff, on? Goff and Shazier coming on Monday Night Green Room. So there come you on. go. Sweet. That's awesome. I mean, I hope hope Monday or Sunday we got to get the day right. No, it's Monday. It is Monday. Please tune in on Monday after the game. But the talent disparity here is just enormous, and the Steelers' defense is playing really, really well. And TJ Watt is playing like Defensive Player of the Year level good. And I think this is just a nightmare matchup for Justin Fields. 185. I don't know if he's going to get there. Yeah. So I hate to. I hate to pile on to the field saying even more, but I'm with you on this one because um, the one thing I actually did kind of notice about how they were playing last week is he was much more decisive and willing to take off and run than he had, than he seemingly had been earlier on in the season. Like he kept trying to hang in there. And that was one of the, you know, faults for him coming into the NFL was a little bit too slow processor waits a little bit too much in the pocket for guys to get open and that he really needed to kind of like uh, speed up his internal clock and things like that. Um, in this last game when they played the 49ers, who, by the way, also have some really good pass rushers, uh, he was just much more willing to like take off right away. And that was huge. And that was why he had 10, and 10 rushes for 108, uh, 100 and something yards. And by the way, I think like nine of those were scrambles. It wasn't like he was running. It wasn't like they were designing runs for him. So I could see it being on the spectrum of like a Jalen Hurts type game where they drop back plenty, but he ends up just taking off and running and trying to create that way. Um, so for all those reasons, I'm in with you on this one. Also, one of the better arguments to why you should side with me is Matt Nagy is likely back. So <laughs> he's gonna I, be he's gonna be at the game. So that sucks. Hopefully he gets the date wrong and shows up on Sunday. Hi <laughs> Fitz is ruminating. Craig? Yeah. I'm in. Nice. Pittsburgh, wow. baby. If I had, Craig, if I had asked you a question. 
Sure. If I had to set the over-under on TJ Watt's sacks at 1.5, what would you take? Oh, that's very close. I mean, that's a good line. Uh, no, oh, I could see this. Here's one. my point. You had to think about it. And this just leads into my bet about the same game, which is that TJ Watt tackles. Oh, wow. Combined tackles. So assists account at three and a half. Three and a half tackles for TJ Watt. Like, I know that's like a weird. I know I'm throwing out a defensive play right now, but we're doing like, defense now? Who I'm doing defense, but like, wow. This is Monday Night Football. First of all, have you ever known the Watts to pass up an opportunity to like kind of make it all about them? No. Come on, let's be real. Here. I mean, like, but also, I mean, it's TJ Watt going against Jason Peters for the Bears. Jason Peters is 39 years old or whatever. Yeah. Jason Peters is the oldest freaking offensive. Or he's one of the oldest offensive linemen. He's too linemen. old. I mean, look he's at him. Old. He's, he's old. too old. He's too old. <laughs> but TJ Watt, first of all, he just needs four tackles. He has hit that every game this season except twice. And then now you're going against this Bears team. <laughs> I like how you put that. Every game this season. That, right? Every game twice. this season except twice. <laughs> it's like, it sounds way better if you put it that way. <laughs> that was like the best. Well, because you could that. have also, like the worst way to say this is this is he's hit this 66% of the time, which is also the same fact. You're like, hey, that but doesn't that's not good. as convincing. <laughs> he said it every game this season except twice. And, <laughs> and yeah. he missed the game. So they only played six games. Right? <laughs> Crazy. I don't no, care. I, I still like your. I still like this bet, but that was great. I like it too. The last two games, he had, he's four tackles. He had six tackles and seven tackles in the last two games. I love it. He's playing great. He seems healthy. Yeah, of any team in the NFL that this is going to work against, it's the Bears. Like I hate to say it, but this is the perfect matchup for there them. There is nothing more scary than when you think the Steelers are going to win a game in 2021, because that means it's a nightmare setup scenario. So do we have a group chat? So we have a group chat on on Watt and Fields. I think we have a great shot on fucking everything. Do we have dissent beyond Craig didn't like my Mahomes one? Uh, I was out on one of them. I was out on your... uh, Jamar Chase. Chase. He he didn't like Chase. Yeah. Mm, Yeah. 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 Dynasty brain. What happened to the commandment, DK? You're getting dynasty brain right on that bet. Well, part of it is I just want him to do well and I don't want to root against him. That's totally fair. I actually think that's a super valid reason for these things. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I actually think, not this is a, Sharp, I think it's but, a solid bet because he's been out producing well past his expected production because he's just creating these massive big plays. He's an outstanding playmaker. Um, but like, I actually think it could be a T Higgins game too in this one because he's been getting more targets underneath and in the intermediate short area, blah, blah, blah. Regardless, I just want Chase to do well, so I didn't want to bet against him. The NBA playoffs are here, and we all know playoff mode is a thing. Listen to the evidence. Playoff crowds are going wild. Playoff players are lighting up the court. Even your speakers are in playoff mode. Okay, we'll take it down a notch, but just a notch, because this is the Turn It Up to 11 NBA Playoffs. Playoff mode is clearly a thing. The NBA Playoffs presented by Google Pixel continue on ABC, ESPN, TNT, and NBA TV. Sharks, pitch us. Looking for $10 on this one. Cordero Patterson. Wait, 10 oh. is a double what, Craig, what, what Craig's been doing? Or are you, you trying to double up Craig yeah, right now? We, yeah, you, we've been doing five or 10. Whatever. It's a round, good round number. Do 20. Tell me no. you're confident. I'm not doing I'm not going that hard. Come on. Uh, you guys have seen my record this year. Let's be honest. Um, <laughs> Cordero Patterson over 32 and a half receiving yards this week against the Cowboys. Saints. Um, 
Sorry, against the Saints. I get keep yeah, I don't know why I mix that up. Regardless, um Calvin Ridley <laughs> is taking away time from football. That makes Kyle Pitts, I guess, the number one receiving option and or the one B, one A, one B with uh, with Patterson in this passing game, in my mind, because the other guys in this offense, Russell Gage, Taji Sharp, Olamide Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus, and Christian Blake, among maybe a handful of others. I think that they're really going to like funnel their their targets, funnel funnel their offense through both Pitts and Cordero Patterson um, going forward. And I think the last, <laughs> sorry, do you hear Calvin? I do. I do. I think this is tremendous content right here. <sighs> he just woke up from a nap. Nice, um, dude. I am. I am such a mess when I wake up from a nap too. Honestly, like same. <laughs> yeah, I full sound disclosure. Like that. Full disclosure: Calvin had a cough this week, uh, so he's been home all week. He does not. He we got we got him a COVID test. It's negative. Thank goodness. Nice. But he's been uh, he's been at home, so we've been doing the um, work while trying to take care of a kid thing all week. And I'm at my wits' end. How is you. that, DK? What should Craig and I have know for um, when that happens? You should hit up Rogers and get Calvin immunized. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, naturopathic. <laughs> Some alternative homeopathic boost his, uh, uh, his platelets even. or something. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's not fun. <laughs> I wouldn't say it's fun to try and do a full time job and take care of a child all day long. Um, he's been watching a lot of Bluey. If, if for for all the dads and, and parents out there, uh, Bluey, greatest cartoon ever. Really, it's an Australian show about a blue healer and their family, and it's great. It's funny. Good lessons. Australian There's what? Some, a blue healer? A dog. What's a blue a healer? Dog? Oh, a dog. Dogs. Uh, <laughs> it's Forget about, the bet you're recommending. Would you recommend a having healer. a child? Zero out of ten. Would you recommend? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I would say nine, because if you're not ready for it, maybe don't. Or if you don't want to do it, don't do it. Okay. If you're ready for it and or think that it sounds cool, go for it, because kids are great. Calvin's the best. I like have no regrets whatsoever. I'm just saying, when he's sick and I'm trying to do my full-time job, it sucks ass. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, however, you know who doesn't suck oh, ass? Craig, you, you said your friend has a red healer? Yes. That So half of the family is red healers in this show, Bluey, and half the family, so the dad and one of the daughters blue are blue healers. healers. The mom and one of the other daughters, Bingo, is a red healer, I believe. Um, they're also called Australian Shepherds, I believe. Oh, I, that love helps. I, I love Australian <laughs> Shepherds. I think. Oh, I don't know they're called Red Healers. Uh, uh, they're, line, no, it's they're a great not, show. They're not, this, they're, those aren't the same thing. Australian Shepherds, they're Australian cattle dogs. Oh my God. Yeah, that. I okay. love that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I, when bad. I watch the I dog bad. show every year, it's, in, I, oh my God, I love the Australian cattle dogs. Got the little patch on the eye. What's the difference? I think the difference is a, a Red Healer is like an Australian cattle dog. And a blue healer is who Aaron Rodgers went to to get his immunization. <laughs> ah! <laughs> Good segue. Uh, all right, should we get back to the football thing? All right, what yeah, was I talking about? Patterson. Um, over his last six games, sorry for the uh, little No, don't break apologize. There. People can now go, oh my God, there's Australian catalog puppies. There's incredible pictures. DK, why is his line <laughs> so low? Looking at Patterson's like whole season, he's had like one game below this number. The yeah. line's low because the Saints defense is incredible. But like we're talking about like check down passes to Cordell Patterson. The Saints defense is incredible. Did you not hear me the first time? <laughs> I did. I used the same inflection and everything, just in case you didn't hear. That's well, no, I'm just saying that's the answer. Well, is it, I mean, it's good. It's not like 
I well, also, here's my real question: Is Marshawn Lattimore cover Kyle Pitts in this game, DK? Like, why wouldn't he? I think that they he will at points. Yeah, um, I don't know about obviously not all the game, and I don't think Lattimore comes into the slot all that often to like follow guys into the slot and Pitts is gonna run out of the slot. I think Patterson is gonna be running receiver routes and catch passes out of the backfield, which is why I like this one a lot. He's the over under is thirty two and a half. Um, the last six games, he's averaging six and a half targets a game. So, um, out of the last, out of those six games, he has gone under this number, 32 and a half, one time. So, and, and he's gone over by a lot, like, you know, over in that stretch of time. So, I think he is going to be one of the focal points of the offense. I think he'll have an opportunity, like Craig said, like kind of like dump off stuff over the middle where he can pick up yards after the catch. Um, I saw this from the utilization report at PFF. Last week, he played outside or in the slot on 41% of snaps, and he saw 30% target rate on those plays. So when he's lining up as a receiver, he is a big focal point. Like He's getting a ton of targets in those looks. Um, but also, like I said, he, he could get utilized as a pass catcher out of the backfield too. So um, yeah, all in all, he's one of their best weapons. He's been playing really, really well. I think that they're going to need him to step up with Ridley out. And Pitts potentially being shadowed at times um, by Marshawn Lattimore. So yeah, I think all these things together like it adds up for Patterson. Why should I bet on Coral Patterson when I could just bet against Mike Davis? Because <laughs> it's more fun, more positivity that's in your true. life. That is undeniably that's a, true. That's a weekly mantra to live by. Heifetz. Good yeah. point. I'm in. <laughs> My long shot's already about the Falcons. Uh, and they're just, I mean, Ridley's likely not going to play. They need to bet on Corderell, who hasn't really slowed down. I mean, he, I guess he has a little bit. He hasn't had like 30 points a game, but like he's just actually a guy. Like he didn't go away. He just is good now. So yeah, I'm in. He's good. Plus, they, like the whole problem early on was he wasn't getting enough snaps, right? Like he, he, there's no way he can continue at this rate with touchdowns, all that. This is what we were saying earlier in the season. Like, there's no way he could continue at this rate because he's not playing enough. However, now he's playing a lot. So I think he can continue at this rate, in other words. So, yeah, I'm all, all about this one. Okay. That's a group chat. I'll blow through this Woo. next one here. So, Sharks, this is the last bet of the day. Feels like everyone's going to be tired. Keep your energy up here. <laughs> Dig deep into those pockets. Yeah. So I, I would like... I feel like I'm at, like, a fundraiser here. And I, I should be like a, one of those auctioneer types. Right? You know like, what the best auctioneer trick is? Um, it's the last person to put their paddle up wins a fifth of really nice whiskey. So everyone's always trying to be like the last one to like donate a hundred bucks or whatever. It's fucking brilliant. Wow. I don't care how much money I have to spend. I'm getting that whiskey. Anyway, continue. Okay, the last one to put their paddle <laughs> up doesn't have to babysit Calvin. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's good. DK's like, I'm in. Uh, okay, so guys, Sharks, I'm looking for a small investment, $5, on Darren Waller over 59 and a half receiving yards. Mm. This is the second best tight end in the league. He's coming off a bye to heal his ankle. He's to heal his ankle. He's practicing. Henry Ruggs, obviously, no longer on the team. They're playing the Giants. Darren Waller leads the league, is .1 behind leading the league in targets. He's averaging nine targets a game. Yeah. 59 and a half, he, he pretty much has only hit this total Sorry, he he's pretty much only not hit this total in one game this year. He has a he's almost averaging around 65 yards a game receiving. He's I think he's gone under and hit 57 a few times. He has no duds. That's what I like about Darren Waller. They feed him. He doesn't have any duds. There's no two catch 12-yard games out of him. 59 and a half. I think that 
much like the Derrick Henry line that we bet two weeks ago or last week, it feels like it's kind of fizzling out. This is about as low as it's going to get for Waller. And then he's kind of going to bounce back and have one of his big games again. So 59 and a half feels really low for a guy that I think has a realistic shot to finish this season as the number one tight end in fantasy. I like this one a lot. I actually almost put this too. We're on the same page today. Wow. Um, I was looking at all the Raiders props that I could find because, you know, obviously the, with rugs out of the equation, it someone else is going to have to step up, whether it's Brian Edwards, who I just don't really trust at this point quite yet. And then Hunter Renfro, who it, it kind of more feels like he's already been playing sort of at his max in terms of his production. I don't know if he's necessarily going to be like a big boost in production. I think it's ultimately going to be Waller that that ends up being... Um, you know, the guy that steps up for this offense and turns into, you know, the big play threat for them. So uh, for all those reasons, I mean, I love this. I think Waller has been the buy low guy for the last few weeks and he's going to go off and everyone's going to remember kind of like where he, like why we liked him so much coming into the season. I am not going to bet against Darren Waller because I mean, I can just very easily see him running roughshod over the Giants. Having said that, my concern is, First of all, I think the Gi- I think James Bradbury saw a lot of Travis Kelsey against the Giants on Monday Night Football. I'm not sure exactly how much. I don't know if it was quite a shadow, but I mean, Waller's just so obviously the number one pass catcher on this team. I feel like the Giants can put Bradbury on him and mm. basically be like, okay, cool. Who else can you get open? Well, that was, okay, Heifetz, that's a good point because my f- when I first looked at this, I was like, Brian Edwards, like his reception's over under right now is three and a half. And I was it like, seems like a Hunter Renfro game to me. That but seems, the problem like the is Brian all the juice. Like, the, like I, I almost think you can see it in the line, right? Like, you can see this in the lines they set that Vegas kind of sees the same thing. Darren Waller's 59 and a half. That's the number. Hunter Renfro's 58 and a half. That's why I didn't like it. I was like, I'm not, I get it. You're right. It, the, the You can kind of see what they think, they, how the game is going to play out within the line. But it's like, God, I'm going to bet on Hunter Renfro to get 60 yards instead of Darren Waller. No, I think that, I, that's why I stayed away from this. Because I thought the same thing of like, oh, Waller. But in reality, why are the Giants going to let Darren Waller be open? In reality, you let everyone else be open. Isn't and, that the argument against the Raiders every week? How does he get yards then? That's my point. He doesn't, Waller doesn't get yards. Waller hasn't hit this number. How many times has Waller hit this number in the last five weeks? Well, he, uh, three, three out of six games this year, he's hit it. But in the games he hasn't, 54, 50, and 45. Like, he's right there every week. He's right there. Think about last year and how, how many times. Like, last year was a year when Ruggs was not really a huge factor in the offense. And this is when Walder was at his best taking off. And now this year, it seemed like Derek Carr's spreading the ball around more because they have more talent, like Brian Edwards and Henry Ruggs. And... Waller's production has gone down. So my thinking was maybe this reverts back to, hey, all we have now is Darren Waller again. I'm not betting against Waller, but I'm not betting on him either. I'm just staying away from this because I just think I think the fact that Renfro and Waller have the same over-under is to me a red flag. I get it. I thought the same thing, but I, ultimately I was like, who, they have to throw to somebody. Someone's got to catch passes. Someone's got to catch passes. <laughs> all right. I'm out. All right. Okay. Fine. Bad quarterback time, baby. If you don't already know, you can play in FanDuel. You go to NFL game styles. We are there at the bottom. You can compete against us. It is fun. You can also go to FanDuel.com slash bad QB. You want quarterbacks to do bad. You don't want quarterbacks to do good. So, you know, you want Davis Mills when he has like, you know, 50 passing yards and you don't want Davis Mills when he's got like 300 against the Patriots or whatever he had. So like that's, that is the key. So we break it in tiers. Okay. Tier one, big tier one week. PJ Walker and or Sam Darnold against the Patriots. 
Davis Mills and or Tyra Taylor against the Dolphins, Taysom Hill and or Trevor Simeon against the Falcons, Dak Prescott and or Cooper Rush against the Broncos. <laughs> there you go. This is like the backup quarterback bowl right here. Yeah, this is bizarre. Obviously not uh, taking Dak Prescott. He's not a bad quarterback. He's a good quarterback. So I wanted to point out that sometimes you can bet on a player who might not play in the game, depending on if it's a game time decision. Like you could bet PJ Walker and Sam Donald would play. I think the guy who won last week started a player who ended up not playing. You could do that. He'll get you zero points, which is a decent performance. However, you're risking, you know, a tier one guy like, like a Davis Mills throwing four picks and you get 20 positive points out of him. You're risking that by starting somebody like PJ Walker. So while you could do it, it, it might not be as fun. Well, with that being said, I chose PJ Walker. I think it's yeah. trending. Well, I don't know. Look, it's Thursday afternoon. I thought it was trending towards Walker starting. It sounds like Darnold is kind of slow to come back. Plus, he has a ankle or a knee yeah, injury. Yeah, I think PJ Walker is probably going to play. Um, they may not. They they might just look to not get him involved too early. Plus, I guess with the way he's been playing, the his inability to protect himself, there's a chance he could re-injure it. So, I don't know. I'm I'm going PJ Walker. He's Look, Darnold has not looked good, but P.J. Walker has not. He's really struggled when he's come in um, in relief uh, of Darnold of late. So I'm going P.J. Walker just because I think, um, you know, he has a chance to score a lot of negative points, score a lot of plus points here. I totally agree. I think P.J. Walker against Bill Belichick is a shoe in <laughs> I think I, I did not pick him because I actually want Davis Mills to break the system like Craig did. My issue is I think the whole reason they're playing PJ Walker, like they benched Darnold for him a few weeks ago is because they don't think he's going to turn the ball over. And I think that's his only job in this game. So you're going with the guy who's not going to play? Yeah, you convinced me. What? After all that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Tier Next two. One. Tier two is Trevor Lawrence against the Bills, Jimmy G and or Trey Lance against the Cardinals, Mac Jones against the Panthers, or Teddy Bridgewater against the Cowboys. I want Trevor Lawrence because I think he actually should be a tier one guy against the Bills this week because they're going to have to throw and the Bills defense is so good. And I just feel like Bills D against the rookie. I don't care how good Trevor Lawrence is. Bills D against the rookie quarterback, I think will have a pick. Maybe 100% two. agree. Dude, they've been running their offense through Carlos Hyde, Dan Arnold, and Jamal Agnew. I went with Trevor Lawrence also. <laughs> And the Bills are number one in weighted DVOA this That's year. That's incredible. <laughs> All right. Tier three is Matt Ryan against the Saints, Tua against the Texans, Baker against the Browns. Uh, Baker is on the Browns. Baker against the Bengals, and Danny Dimes against the Raiders. I went with Matt Ryan, man. The Saints defense is playing <laughs> wow. really well. So did I. I, th- I feel like we're all on the same page here. Um, Give me Baker. That's a good one. No, you want to take Baker in revenge mode? Baker got called out within the family. Baker without take, Odell Beckham on the road in Cincy with no arm. Yeah. No one believes in him. What is yeah, Baker's Baker, record when people doubt of, him? His of brain doesn't theory. believe in his left arm to work. I actually think the whole reason the Browns are bad is because everyone started believing in the Browns and Baker's literally never had that experience in his life. Baker's only been doubted. And the second people were like, we think you're going to win the Super Bowl. He had no idea how to motivate himself. See, now back in the game, I'm not bet. You can't bet against them when everyone's betting against them. So I'm happy you know to, how to bet play against the game, Craig. I'm happy to bet against Baker Mayfield. Happy to bet against them. Okay. This is like a reverse, reverse psychology. Reverse, reverse. There's definitely a SpongeBob reference in there. Okay, tier four. Joe Burrow against the Browns. Derek Carr against the Giants. Kirk Cousins against the Ravens. Jalen Hurts against the Chargers. Oh, God. I don't know why I did this, but I went Burrow. And I think it's because of everything we talked about earlier. The offensive line, defensive line thing. 
Wow. I think Burrow's the only quarterback to throw two touchdowns in every game this year. Yeah, I yeah, want Burrow and I'm like too. regretting my choice already. No, I'm but... taking Burrow for that reason. I think Burrow you have to go you have to zig a little bit when people zag. Burrow's like the been playing the best of the guys in this tier, and I want him for that reason because I think he's yeah. gonna not be great. I will go with Jalen Hurts, who I think could get benched this week. <laughs> Minshew time, baby. DK? I, oh, I want Burrow. Burrow. I'm sticking with All Burrow, right. even though it's probably ill-advised. Tier 5, Tannehill against the Rams, Justin Herbert against the Eagles, Rodgers and or Jordan Love against the Chiefs, and Matt Stafford against the Titans. Well, you could choose Rodgers here, and it might actually be the smart move. Absolutely, let's do Rodgers. He's not playing. Get, get, guarantee yourself a zero? Oh, yeah. Fandle with the glitch in the system. <laughs> All right. He's definitely not playing. Tier six is Mahomes versus the Packers, Kyler versus the 49ers, Lamar against the Vikings, and Josh Allen against the Bills. Got to go Kyler here, don't you? 100% banged up against the Niners on the road. Yeah, he's probably not going to play. Bulky ankle. <laughs> We're just choosing guys choosing the guys who are going to play. play. I mean, yeah. honestly, in tier five and six, that's the smart play. Love that money. Love that money. <laughs> love them stars. Give us them five stars. No, really, give us the five stars. We love the stars. <laughs> We're thirsty. So it's, it's a thirst trap, a podcast thirst trap. Give us the stars in Spotify. Hit the little three dots on the show page. Hit the hit the three dots. You get, rate the show. Give us the five stars. We love the stars. I still can't see the stars. You can't see the stars. Well, you, you weren't chosen. Can. Yeah, I know. I used to see them. I don't get it. I don't know oh. what happened. Maybe one day. I lost them. I they took them away. Stars. All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you, DK. Thank you, Craig. Uh, other people to thank? Oh, we're doing Green Room at noon Eastern on Sunday. We do Start Sick Green Room. It's app. We tweet out the link right around noon Eastern. Check it out. And we start set advice. It's not just a chat. Like you can actually come up stage and like talk to us. We go through as many start sits as you can. We do that every week. We try to get as many as you can. Please check it out. We tweet the link out right at noon where you can download the Spotify Green Room app. And yeah, we go through all the start sit stuff. So you can talk to us there. And, um, I also am doing that Monday Night Football Green Room after Monday Night Football. Jason Goff from The Full Go, our Chicago podcast, and Brian Shazier, who obviously was on the Pittsburgh Steelers for the Bears-Steelers game. That'll be after the Green Room. That's fun. And thank you, Lorne! Lorne! Thank you, Norman Greenbaum. Ooh, spirit in the sky. <laughs> Classic Remember the Titans song. My favorite movie soundtrack of all time. Wow. That is the dude. Ain't no mountain high enough. Is a a is is like just my. I actually think it's my favorite song. The whole album, dude. Cat <laughs> Stevens is on it. Everybody. It's a great. It's a great soundtrack. Ain't no mountain high enough is kind of a good karaoke song because it's short. It's That's kind of key. a hard song to sing though. But yeah. Oh yeah, I'm a terrible singer. <laughs> but if you're good, it's like two minutes. That's not bad. I like tequila for karaoke. <laughs> You just go, no, 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 no. You just don't do anything <laughs> the whole time. dance. That's and you just go, really tequila. Funny. Instrumental, 175 bars. I. That's really funny. I can't sing. And I was doing karaoke earlier this year, and I thought to myself, what is a song where you don't need to be able to sing? And I was like, oh, I'll do Photograph by Nickelback. Fantastic. Brought down the house. Oh, that's good. You, anytime you do like that kind of raspy little Pearl Jammy style song. Look at this photograph. And it's like, great. Even if it's <laughs> bad. If the worse it is, that means you're doing great. Very true. Or you just get a song that everybody will sing in on immediately, like Mr. Brightside. And then by then everyone's singing, then they barely even hear you. Shout out Sean Yu, who had the best uh, former producer here, who had the best karaoke performance I've ever seen. What song? Full bar. He'd follow me. And he literally gets up there, and after an hour of making friends with these giant table of nurses there at uh, 
who were there for a children's hospital event, literally gets up and is like, shut out all the nurses at the children's hospital. All these drunk nurses go, wow! And then it was like, all right, everyone um, clap along with me. You ever heard someone in a full bar karaoke get like, please clap, and then everyone does? People ordering drinks at the bar clapped. I couldn't believe it. Is it Follow Me by Uncle Cracker, or who are you talking about? Yeah, that one. Okay. Good song. Anyway, it's a great karaoke song. All right, there you go. <laughs> That's your real advice. If everyone... if. We're still listening. I, I, and or this makes it the podcast. That's the best advice you're going to get the whole time. Tequila is good. Follow me is good. You're good. Goodbye, everyone.